broadcasting from a dark basement office. The FBI's most unwanted presents the X-Files podcast. The grant money was a red herring. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking episode, whoa, man. It's a uh, it's pretty wild. But uh, coming out of the gate, um, I currently like it, but um, but I don't know what the hell is going on. I think I know what's going on. I took notes, and then I had to make, like, I had to do, like, names in bubbles with relationship <laughs> arrows in boxes to kind of go, I think I know what's going on here, yeah. but I can't say for certain. It's sort of, this episode is essentially a kind of terminator one for nerds like go back in time and stop the thing right yeah yeah it is except old jason isn't quite as hot as kyle reese <laughs> except the, hmm. the scene when old jason is laboring up the fucking stairway <laughs> isn't exactly like arnold schwarzenegger <laughs> plodding relentlessly after you a little different <laughs> it's a little different when 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 the terminator goes guns akimbo inside the police precinct <laughs> <laughs> versus when this guy threatens you with a medical device mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah yep a little different a little different. um the, uh, what, yeah go ahead I want to ask you before we even talk about the episode properly. Time travel, stupid. What? What? <laughs> That's fucking dumb. It's what a- is your favorite <laughs> time travel movie? Terminator. It's got to be. It's here, and I'll explain to you okay. why. I'll explain I'm to you gonna, why. Fine. I'll explain to you why. And then because, I'm gonna say your choice is invalid. But go ahead. Be- <laughs> Here's why. Because Terminator. Because because I don't like time travel. I don't like time travel as the main thrust of the plot. I like it as window dressing mm. versus a movie like Primer, which is a mind bender or Back to the Future is all about that, right? All, all cool. Like Primer's like you, you need to have a, you need to like do math and draw to like know what the fuck that movie is about or something like, uh, or, or even Star Trek First Contact is cool. Uh, um, but, but like, um, Terminator, I like it because it's, it's only, it's, it's, it, you don't watch Terminator. Here's why I like it because you don't watch Terminator and think, wow, this is the craziest time travel plot of all time. You just watch Terminator and go, oh, he's back in time to prevent this thing. Because anytime you start to think about time travel, it just becomes paradoxical almost immediately. And then my yeah. mind just goes, oh, it's such a fucking headache. Why? <laughs> and there's so much good time travel in Star Trek. Like Star Trek, probably probably uh, Voyage Home is like one of the more fun Fuck kind me. of time travel movies. Do you know what I'm saying? Of course. Yeah. And that makes sense because it's, but it's less, but, but what I like about it is that's another thing. They just go back in time. And then like, we have to do this thing to go forward in time. And it's less about the repercussions of the time travel. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But. But yeah, I like it when it just fades into the background because okay. it's it's completely paradoxical. Well, you nipped my <laughs> you nipped me in the bud because I was about to say truck four. <laughs> it doesn't. No, I was going to say only movies that time travel is like intrinsic to the plot. <laughs> but, oh, oh, okay, okay, I fucked you up then. But 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 no no no, you didn't fuck me up. You said like that's not really your bag because those are two very different things. I mm. I totally agree. They're Terminator, very different. It doesn't matter that there's time travel. It's you know, it, it, it's a setup piece only, essentially, right? Yeah, it's to the explain movie's not about this time travel. No, it's about how do we get this this advanced technology into the eighties? Oh, right. We'll send it back in time. Why? Well, yeah. to kill the mother of the revolution. Oh, okay, sure. okay, easy. Yeah, yeah. I, I do. I think I do like time travel movies. Not all of them, but I like the mind better suit. I liked Primer. Yeah, I liked Primer's, having to Primer's like amazing. Watch it, then listen to your podcast to understand it, and then go back and watch it again. Yes. You know? And then I like the fun ones. I like Voyage Home and Back to the Future. You know, fucking even, would you call like Groundhog Day and Day After Mm. Tomorrow kind of like time travel movies too, sort of? Yeah, for sure. See, so Groundhog Day, I used to not like it, but I like it a lot now. And I, you know why? I struggle when a movie repeats something over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, but- I'll tell you what, um, 
I don't know the name of this, and Voss is going to know because he's fucking got great movie knowledge. But there are two horror movies I highly recommend, and it's like Happy Birthday something. It's about this girl who keeps reliving the same shit over again. Oh, Happy Death Day? It's amazing. I really like I really like that movie, and the sequel's good too. And well, that's I gotta a, see it. It's good, and then you got to see the 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 fucking one with uh, Vince Vaughn by the same crew, where he switches bodies with the cheerleader. It's hilarious because Vince I, Vaughn. I, I is kind of great. discounted that Happy Death Day. No, I didn't give it a fair shot. It's good. You okay. have to see Happy Death Day, and the sequel's pretty fucking good too. And um, and that's all about that because she keeps reliving all of that shit. Got it. And oh, it, 12 Monkeys. Yeah. Car- Carmelita. Good, good. Bur- I never saw the show, but the movie I liked, the movie was yeah. fucking wild, man. Weird as fuck. Freaky. Yes, Glendy. That's what it's called. Freaky. Yep. 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 Oh, yeah. The repeating, like, like Groundhog Day X-Files does have an episode. The one with the bank robbery. Yes. I can't remember the name of it. Somebody will blow my ass up here in a minute, but. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am recording from a men's public restroom. So, you're, listen, your ass doesn't go over the hole your mouth does, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Who are you to fucking tell me how to use this? <laughs> it's there. There's a surprise. Boy, that's a dry hand. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, it, it is like it's crazy once you start like you're naming them, and we're only scratching the surface. Like there is so much time travel shit out there. Yeah. Looper. They're talking about, you know, interstellar has that, ver- that, that like, um, yeah, there is kind of time re- travel relative that. time travel. It's time dilation. Yeah. And that's so rad. Yep. yep. That, and that then, bends my noodle, dude. That bends yeah. my noodle. When, when you go to the planet, and the guy comes back and you're old, the relative time travel. Yeah. Donnie Darko is good time travel. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. There's a lot of it. It's, it's hard to pick. And they're all so different, like whether they want to, like an interstellar or more like a, a prime, a primer is the best example of like wants to really like fucking warp your brain. And it's, is there, a, it's the plot, right? It is the plot. Yeah. And there is one, you, you pod, did a podcast on it. It's something like they're in a house. That movie's wild. I can't remember the name of it. It's not primer. It, it's, um, it's like a bunch of couples or something. Coherence. Yeah. 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 That movie's fucking cool. I, I, yeah, I like movies. Like, have you ever seen Denis Villeneuve's film Enemy with uh, Gyllenhaal? I have not. That's one of the it's early not, ones, right? Not time travel, but it's one of those movies where you're doing something and you look, and it's probably relative to what we're talking about right now in a, a little bit. It's it's like a cousin to this kind of plot, but but Gyllenhaal sees himself and he's like, "What the fuck?" Like, there's oh, another okay. me walking around, and it's fucking trippy. Yeah, super yeah. trippy. Um, anyway. Oh, so Jalen Hall has been in a couple time travel pictures, huh? That weren't connected. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Hmm. Yeah, I like that part of um, I do like the interacting with yourself part. I what I like when they what they do in not too many movies, but I think it sounds um, it sounds like that might be kind of the case there is when there's like a element of horror to that. Sure. And I I mean like horror, not like slasher shit, but like, I mean, imagine how like kind of fucking terrifying it would be to know you are existing in the world separately and not know like what you would do, be doing and like what you would do if you met yourself. Like, yeah, we, 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 when I worked at Bose, I remember I either told you or Brian this, but I said, imagine if you like woke up in an alleyway, but you were like, okay, I know my name. And you and I know how to get home. And then, as you were walking home, you looked and saw your wife greeting you at the door. <laughs> like how yeah, fucked of a movie would that be? That That's, must that that has to be a movie by now. And if it isn't, yeah. it probably already was. But that idea freaked the freaked me out because I'm that always like, I think sick. I would think I would kill my clone. Oh yeah, absolutely, dude. Yeah. I am, I am a fucking. I would probably try to. Kill I would my not clone. trust myself. Yeah, of course. I would try to kill my clone for sure. Because Nate, Nate, but see, Nate, because Nate has a different take. Nate's like, I don't know. I think I'd send it to work. I'm like, yeah, but that assumes you have control over it, right? Right. Because I, I know had, I wouldn't. If I had control over it, hell yeah. Right. I'd, if it was, a, that, that's a clone. That's a clone. That's a different thing. This is right. another you. And I know that I would try to kill myself. So that means when I see him, he's trying to kill me. Right. That would be my assumption that anything I would think 
he would assume, and, and we would, it would almost be instantaneous. Killer Dean Murphy wore that clone. Yes, that was the end of my movie, Glendy. The end of the movie was that clone was the, oh. God damn it, you ruined my movie. Ruined it. Ruined. Yes, the end of my movie was the, that I will never make, was the clone <laughs> was me in the end. <laughs> Sorry. It's already been made, and it's. Yeah, many, many, everything, whatever, everything's been made. Yeah. Now, if you were going to kill yourself, would you do it by wrapping your arms around yourself and bursting into flame? I would hope. Yeah, like fucking, that's some human torch shit. <laughs> fucking right. Human torch was denied a bank loan. <laughs> I, um. That was me human... bringing it back to the episode. Do you think, it was a good job. Uh, I'm, I go off the rails <laughs> often. But, we were um, there. I yeah. took us there. So, yeah, uh, you think the human torch has good credit just as a quick aside? Um, I don't, I think extremely high liability. Yeah. Um, you know, in, insurance wise, which is going to cause problems, uh, to his credit. And I think he probably doesn't keep up on his finances. Great. So I think he probably has a lot of things going to collection. Um, probably bad, bad debt write off, huh? Yeah. Probably fantastic Four Inc takes care of a lot of that, but, you know, it took a little while for them to get a hold of it. So I think they are working on, you know, it's important for your brand to rebuild I, your credit, but I think it probably is pretty bad to start. I'm guessing Mr. Fantastic, if he's smart enough, he's going to be uh, utilizing said debt to show the Fantastic Four as being in the rears in terms of profiteering so they can avoid taxes. Oh, that's good. You yeah. know, so that's maybe they just encourage you like, you're the wild guy with the fucking flaming head. <laughs> Go bananas, you know. Fantastic Four have a lot of shell corporations. <laughs> this invisible bitch would give me a headache anyway. So, anyway. <laughs> well, so yeah, I don't know if I would burst into flames. I would probably shoot myself from far away like a coward. <laughs> that would be wiser. I would not want to be in hand to hand combat with yourself because you know it's a the yeah. fucking dead even match. So it's very unlikely it's going to go smooth. You just yeah, whoever gets the drop is the winner. Yeah. Yep. You know. You know, I guess you have a slight advantage if you are, you know, not 70 something and you're a young man, but this not is true. The case, not the case for, uh, well, to be clear, a young man from, from MIT. Yeah. So I don't know how true. much of an advantage. <laughs> I do like, I, I, I like the opening of this episode. Me too. I think it's, it's a good, it's, it's maybe, maybe because of the, the fucking 70 time travel properties we just rattled off. Watching it now, it does like, you feel kind of like you know where it's going right off the bat as far as that intro mm. scene, but it's still kind of a cool setup. It's cool yeah. to just think of, you know, I like how they, they argue that guy shows up screaming, seems like a crazy guy, gets locked up. That all seems believable. Keeps yelling, yelling, yelling. When, you know, calls the guy's name, gets in his head. And then I like that it kind of like it, he leaves it at that. And that's a cool, he's Jack, uh, Jason is walking away. And then you hear the bus before you see it. Yeah, it's good shit. That's a that's a nice little touch. I I, um, I I just like that whole argument too. He's like, you falsified research paper data, you fucker. And it's interesting because we we I think the plot is pretty well handled. To be frank, I just have a couple of questions. So, like, when the old guy, so if we can almost lay this out a little, because it might make understanding these scenes a little easier, but. Essentially, old man Jason, old man, <laughs> old man Jason has gone back in time because he's seen that the that that time travel is is destroying has destroyed the future. It's plunged the world into this horrible chaos, so to speak, or 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 whatever. It's bad. It's bad enough to where old man Jason's going to go back in time and he's going to eliminate Lisa Ianelli, generous mouth Lisa. He's going to eliminate Yoanichi San. And he's going to eliminate himself to protect yeah. this from going into the future. So he's not just after Sarah Connor. He's after Sarah Connor's whole family, basically. Well, I think that's his, that's his plan B. His plan A was just to, if that annoying little dude survives and doesn't get plugged by the bus, if Lucas lives, yeah. Lucas discredits Jason. Jason doesn't get the grant. They don't get the funding. I think that's what. Mm. Without the money, is, it doesn't happen. Right, right. This is according to Mulder's theory. Right. Um, but because he couldn't prevent Lucas's death, then plan B, the only other thing is to, to, you know, take him out. Take out the the three people in the picture. Right. Because the, because he arrives, he arrives with a warning. 
He doesn't yes. arrive. He doesn't. He, he doesn't arrive with with pistols Some akimbo, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. You know. But which is funny because it's kind of risky business, isn't it? Because even if you don't get the grant, I guess because you can. I guess because you know the future, you know the path to it. But you. So so here's where it. Beca- so it's instantly paradoxical because you go back in time and you go okay. If I warn him to not get the re, I know the path to success for time travel. I'm going to interrupt said path for success for time travel, thus interrupting future events, thereby not guaranteeing I I stop it in perpetuity. That's why time travel is goofy, right? Yeah, yeah. It's because so you almost have to go back in time and waste their ass. (laughs) Right, right. You have to go right to the guns because you you don't know how it'll play out once you interrupt it. It's just, yeah, it doesn't. There, are, there's almost no time travel movie you can't like hone in on and break, right? You know, because right. it is always a paradox. Like when he says, "No, time travels," you know, has screwed up the future. Well, then it would have already screwed up the past, right? Like if if time well, travel has gone where, rampant, it depends you think where it you're converges. the fucking first guy to go back, right? Well, that's the question, right? Who knows what kind of who knows who operates his power in that future? Yeah, but, yeah, you have to get into. Voss actually brought up a, a cool thing in the chat. He said, I saw that, yeah. I've always had the theory that since every action can cause infinite other realities, perhaps traveling backwards in time isn't so much as traveling back, but traveling parallel to another dimension timeline where the current time uh, there is actually the past sure. in your present timeline. But yeah, yeah, you have to do something like that because otherwise. Um, I, I've said this before. Here's how I envision it. I, I, I'm not as uh, Voss is smarter than me. So I'm going to say it for dummies. A time, time is a river, okay? And you float down said river. Now, if you gain awareness or technology, you can stop in that river and walk backwards up river, okay? Or you can jog forwards in that river and skip ahead in time, like get out of the river, run forward and jump in at a different point in the river, thus being in the future, or getting out of river, running back up river and going back in time in said river. But I'm of the opinion that if you go if you do go backwards and do anything that you immediately create a second river. Yes. This is the multiverse, I think, right? This is the multiverse for dummies. Yeah. That's kind of how I think of it. Yeah. Then when, if you go back, if you go up that river, are you affecting your river or all the other rivers? I think just the one, right? So, so in other words, so I guess if, 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 if my, if, if we do it the way I'm saying it, then Terminator is irrelevant because you're, you've, it's only it's because now you've got one timeline where Sina does its thing and one where it doesn't. Right. Yeah. And essentially if, if there's one of those, there's all of them. Yeah, exactly. You kind of have to logically like if there is a parallel universe because something happened differently, then you extrapolate that. And essentially there has to be infinite. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly. That's the multiverse. It's in, it just right. becomes infinite. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, the thing oh, I like about eleven twenty two sixty three. Yeah, good good one, Mulder twenty. I like that book because I like Stephen King's premise that the past is obdurate. I think that's a really cool that's idea because cool. it resists you. I like the idea of you going back to change it, and what's fighting you is time itself. I think that's super interesting. Yes, or that the was grand, fucking dope. Or the grandfather paradox, as it were. Um, um, also obdurate. Nice. Yeah, that's it. That's the Vocab word. Literal word of the episode. <laughs> literal word used in the book. That's the only reason I know it because I read it in that book. <laughs> I think my All teacher right. called me obdurate when I was in tenth grade. <laughs> kidding. <laughs> so a, a couple people brought up in comments, um, I, th- I believe, or or maybe you know, reading about the episode, the, questioning whether uh, his and by his I mean old old Jason, yeah. whether his tactics are logical. Yes, well, I, I I think they kind of are. I didn't really see them as illogical. If his goal is to prevent this thing from being created, yeah. To, to how how do we? I suppose the question becomes, and not to be pedantic, but how do we determine logic in this case? I guess if we just go on his goal, then he was successful. So uh, therefore, or, or perhaps not, judging by the epilogue. Oh, because Ian e Ellie survives. Yep. Right. Yep. And then the whole Mulder's reference to Scully's thesis about the past being, um, he didn't right. say ob- obdurate, but <laughs> kind but of something sorry. Th- that the past, or, or the, I'm sorry, not the past, the future, um, something, not the future is fixed, but that 
you know, it will find another way to get there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think the difficult, again, this is, it's, I, so I like this idea. I like the idea that old Jason goes back in time and is confronted with Lisa Ianelli, a woman he loves and he's coming from the future and whatever happened to them in the future, whether she's still alive or not, or she's dead or not, we don't know. Um, I would have been curious to know her fate in the future. It could have lended a little bit more to what we see. Like one of the challenges of this episode, and it's just a very tiny challenge is Jason is always incarcerated. So we never get to see how he quite feels about Lisa until the end, but we can use our imaginations and just assume that they're a very happy couple and very loyal to one another. And, um, and old Jason is like confronted with, I was going to kill you. And then he just kind of gets cold feet. And I like that. I like that. He can't bring himself to kill his woman, despite the fact that he's traveled back in time to prevent this chaos in the future. He almost kind of pooches the mission right there by, by not, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a sweep and clear as, as, uh, (laughs) as David Patrick Kelly would say in the crow, it's a clusterfuck. Right. He doesn't, mm-hmm. he kind of leaves, he, he gets cold feet on her. So now you're almost creating that shadow of doubt. But, but I guess the same could be say he doesn't prevent Lucas's death. I mean, the whole thing, it's, it's, it's really touchy. That's why, that's why you send the Terminator, just kill her and just be yep. done with it. You know, I would say the, <clears throat> there's a decent premise. I think there's some cool visuals. There's some good moments. Um, I the do think it's amazing. Oh, the fucking dope. Amazing. So cool. And then you know, just the idea of it. And without getting into the, you know, the technical mumbo jumbo, the idea of like cold, absolute zero, you know, Kelvin, all cellular movement stopping somehow being tied to time travel. That's just kind of like an interesting nonsense science thing to throw out. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of almost taking cryogenic sleep in, in that's, that's just, science fiction is teeming with cryo sleep, right? Yeah. The idea of slowing the body's functions for lengthy travel. It's almost like we're freezing the body for time travel. It's, it's cool to kind of blend these two concepts. I'm not familiar with that being done before. And I think it's kind of neat, but it, it, it reminded me of saying, let's bring the cryo sleep to you. And then we'll take you through time versus making you just wait it out. It's neat. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think bringing that up to say that I think Maybe one of the weaker parts of this episode, why I am also at a like right now, is really no emotional investment in any of the characters. Sure. And I and it's hard to pull it off. You know, it's hard to pull it off in 43 minutes of TV week after week when you, like every week, you're going to be killing some of these characters and whatever. Um, I, I sometimes, think I know why. Sometimes it, they execute, sometimes they don't. What do you think? I have a thought, too. What what do you think is the, the biggest holdup on that front? Sure. Yep. Here's what I think the holdup is on that front. I think the holdup is the fact that it is a plot-driven episode and not a character-driven episode. Okay. Right. Like, yep. in other words, we're, we're, we're curious about the plot and we're trying to figure out the plot. I think you could have had an emotional character-driven impact. I don't know if it would have been as good as an episode, just to be clear. I'm, I don't want to Monday morning quarterback this too much, but... I think if we had more of a connection between Jason and Lisa and or old Jason and current Lisa to where to to where it became something something to show this connection something to show him getting cold feet could have been a pretty impactful moment in the moment um but um but yeah I I um I think we I spent, we spent a lot of time on plots and and, yeah. and shit like that than we do on like the, the characters are just executing the plot, so to speak. Sure. It's, it's the, in other words, the plot is not about the characters at all. The character, the, the, the individuals in the episode, what their motivation is, is one thing, but who they are is totally irrelevant. You could totally. have swapped any of them out for anybody. Um, I have one other thing to throw out there that I thought, I think, I think what you're saying is much more of the, has much more impact on the episode, you know, how, how it feels. But I also kind of wondered watching it. If they, if the episode isn't entirely sure who they want the audience to be sympathetic to, because I think at times, you know, obviously the, you know, old Jason is, you know, 
as far as a plot device, he's the antagonist, right? Because he's sure. working against our our protagonist. I don't think he's necessarily we're supposed to view him as a bad guy. No, but 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 he definitely seems sinister at times, right? They they kind of make him, yeah, especially kind of early on. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he, he murders Yo, he, he murders Yoanichi, who who, yeah. see, who seems like a very nice man who takes him into his home. He's like, "Do you need some water? Are you okay?" And then he murders him. You're like, "Fuck!" Yeah. Oh, by the way, dude, Yoanichi previously has been killed on the X Files, and I will give you a shiny quarter if you know how. Yoanichi was killed once before. Yeah, he looks super. He looks super uh, super familiar. But I first don't. episode we ever recorded, Yoanichi got throat dicked and fire walkered. Oh, yep. Oh, poor Hiro Kanagara san. Got throat dicked. Hiro Kara. Uh, credit Kanagara. to BP for catching that. BP 9000. Nice. Where's he? Fucking not in here again. Found that, I found that completely shocking that he had that information for you. <laughs> you, didn't re- you, didn't, you didn't remember that off the top of your head. <laughs> Uh, fucking BP. Um, yeah, but yeah. So, did you, uh, do you? Yes. Okay. So, yeah, I think that's a good point you're making. Yeah, <laughs> and because we don't know, we, you know, I think instinctively we we don't want the pretty lady to die. We feel like she's kind of innocent in this, and we're like, "Fuck, is the old man going to stab her in this fucking hallway? Yeah. This sucks." Um, boy, she's we, got a mouth on her though, huh? Yeah, she sure. What is does. that thing? I don't know. She's a nice looking woman, but. No, it's, um, it's, uh, what is that thing? I don't know. Steven Tyler's maybe <laughs> probably one of Steven Tyler's many daughters. <laughs> <laughs> she got the mouth. Liv got the hands. Yeah. I don't know. We haven't seen Dr. Ianelli's hands. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, have you watched, um, his dark materials at all? Say it again. Uh, his dark materials. No, it's, um, it's based off the golden compass trilogy or well, a golden ah. compass is the book. His Dark Materials is a trilogy. It's fucking awesome. And it is a, um, H- I think it's HBO. Yeah, it's HBO. But um, great fucking cast. But the main, one of the main uh, characters in it is a woman with that exact um, craw on her. Exact appearance. That, that mouth. Gotcha. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Yeah. I lived in the South. I know what craw is. <laughs> well yeah so yeah i think you i think there's something to be said here because in in maybe we yeah because so main jason is protecting our our, yeah just regular jason he's he's protecting lisa because lisa is the one who falsified the data and now that death has occurred he is like thinking, shit, I don't want her to get implicated. So this guy is, you know, he's pretty fucking loyal to her to be sitting in the clink. But, um, but he never, we, we never feel, um, I don't think we ever, I don't know. We never quite feel sympathy for him. I never do. I, uh, I think I, yeah, you he's know, kind for, of a douche. He kind of is a douche. Personality goes a long fucking way. <laughs> and um and I just think Lisa has a better personality than Jason. Right. And you're and, falsifying data to get a grant money from the NSA. Like those are not things that really tug at my fucking heartstrings. Right. <laughs> Especially if you're doing it to get something over on this your classmate or seeming friend. You know, like it, it's yep. it's like you you're fucking this other guy out. You're you're cheating to 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 get ahead and it's shitty. But also, I, I don't know. It's um yeah, I I so my thought process is that when old Jason showed up, we're like, okay, we're probably going to want to be sympathetic to old Jason because of whatever. And then when he spares Lisa, I mean, when he kills Ianichi, we're like, fuck, what did this guy ever do? So here's something that the X-Files does that I really like. They they never, they don't make it too confusing as to Ianichi's death. We go, this is murder. Like he murdered yeah. this guy in his yeah. fucking hotel room. So that makes us feel a way about this old Jason guy, which I think is a decent writing piece because we watch the contrast of him trying to save Lucas. Yes. Yep. And then we see him murdering a guy. So we don't know what to think about old Jason right away. And maybe that's part of the issue that you're suggesting is we're not sure what to think about any of these characters. Jason, kind of a douche. Did he lie? Did he cheat? I don't know. He's kind of an ass. Uh, old Jason but, warned a but guy. But if you want to go. Say it again. Sorry, I was going to say it, but if you want to go plot heavy. You know, plot focus, like you were saying, maybe that's a better 100%. hook into that. Yeah. Right. 
Right. We because what we're doing here with the audience is we just want the audience to. By the way, Ianichi's second death is worse. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Is, poor fucking guy. Jesus, fuck, man. Uh yeah, yeah. That's a that's a fucking bummer. Also, maybe if you're going to um resuscitate someone, obviously you want a scientist involved in in the peculiarities of what's happening but maybe have a real fucking doctor yeah, in case no he actually comes back and you know maybe somebody can medically be worried about what's happening <laughs> but because they kind of just like oh yeah he's hot one away huh just get, it, pretty just warm. get the shop back in here and just get rid of him <laughs> <laughs> suck him up and toss him in but, the woods you know, another example of uh of becoming more and more aware of Hollywood, all all TV and film has a just absolutely loves to show people getting shocked when they're flatlining, which is yes, yes, not a yes, thing. No, just totally not a thing. No, but dramatically, it probably looks cooler. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. hilarious. But um, it does look cooler because it's more dramatic. Get the yep. crash cart. Get the crash I, cart. I did. I remembered a lot of elements of this um episode one detail i i forgot if, if they got more into i guess they kind of i mean they talk about the compound and everything like that but when we first find the security guard in the morgue hmm. and they check the temperature and he's actually colder i i didn't and, and maybe it's it's best that they didn't they talk about this compound which allows us rapid freezing but it doesn't i don't the only thing I don't understand, and I think it's just because they don't really try to, is how that like perpetuates indefinitely and makes you keep getting colder. And and how that, I know they talk about the cold in the time travel thing, but then when he's just shooting himself with that shit, to yeah, and it's making him feel better. And when he doesn't, he bursts into flame. Mm. It's kind of like, like Cyclops' glasses. Yeah, yeah. He's okay. got to put them on, or he shoots his eye beams <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Well, like why he's got to control that shit. He can shoot that shit into himself and it makes him feel good because he's from the future. He's traveling there versus if you do that to somebody else, it freezes the fuck out of him. Sure. I, I, maybe, yeah. Maybe that, that would, no, I think that's a hundred percent what it is. I think one, I think old Jason was on a one way trip to be frank. And I think he knew that. I, I think he knew that going through time because whatever device they want to use in this, which is, we have to make you cold to go through time and then you're going to rapidly heat up and burst into flames anyway because you don't fucking belong there or whatever. But but yeah, it's yeah, it does beg the question, doesn't it? If time travel is so is so successful and works so possibly amazing in the future, is it is this the device? Do they have to continually use this to stabilize their cells which somehow know that they don't belong in this existence and they just want to sort of burst and burst into nothingness, you know, I don't right. know. I'll- are they all one-way trips or is... Sure. Yeah. They could be if you don't hit yourself with the medicine. It's And it's, obviously, they can't... If they try to explain every single one of these things, I mean, that's impossible. It reminds me of um, the anti-rad meds, you know, the BSG thing, like, oh, we're on New Caprica. We got to keep jamming this fucking rad med into our neck. Yep. Sure. And, and maybe that's just what it is. Maybe, maybe the future is irradiated, so to speak, or the past in this <laughs> case. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think um, ultimately they, I think that part of the, the, the time travel element that we keep talking about, I think they throw enough techno babble to just dip into it. Yeah. Because I think the more they try to spend time explaining it, the flimsier it would get and mm-hmm. or more confusing. I don't think, I don't think we really want any more of that. Yeah. It, it, it sounds like a kind of a cool intellectual property that there are these time travelers who can go back in time but require this medicine and without it they burst into flames. So you could do a lot of interesting writing with that. Yeah. Because <laughs> they because there'd be no evidence. Like like we see at the end of this episode, old Jason does not exist. The only Jason is current Jason who's dead with his stupid octagon glasses, by the way. That's another <laughs> thing that pisses me off about him is his glasses. Yeah. I know that's petty, but I want to smack them off his face. Uh, <laughs> I, I, maybe it was the glasses because I definitely didn't care when he died. Yeah. Also, yeah. is that really murder or is it suicide? Hmm. I think self, I, I don't, I think you're, I think science would say these are two different people. Two different organisms. Yeah. So it's gotta yeah. be murder on some level. 
Yeah, I guess they're they they are both independently thinking and acting. Mm-hmm, right. So does that mean you can't kill your kids? Well, what if you kill somebody who wants you to kill them? It's still a murder. No, is it murder? It's just killing. I think it's doing solid. Yeah, I think so too. Old Kavorkian. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I um, I guess I guess I probably feel. I mean, it's probably Lisa, but right after Lisa, and on the on the sympathy scale is probably old Jason. Yeah, I yeah. think so. That's not a crazy amount, but it's there. Yeah, not uh, a crazy amount, but it's there. And, and you, you know, sadly, uh, Yoenichi-san is just one of those like casualties of uh, of a future war. Right. You don't. It doesn't seem there's obviously no uh, ill will between old 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 Jason when he kills him and and the the good Doctor Yoenichi. You know, ultimately, it's not a, it is the opposite of a self-serving mission. It is a self-sacrificing mission that he's going back on. So, you know, not not that all all people who commit themselves to a cause are necessarily people I want to um, get on board with, <laughs> um, <laughs> i.e. ISIS, Nazi Party, etc. But, uh, you know, you got to, uh, you got to respect his commitment. You do kind of have to respect his commitment. Yeah. How I many he kills a security guard who's just bad at their job anyway? And when you detain, yeah, that was probably unnecessary. You couldn't get away from that guy? Yeah, well, kind of fucked that guy too, right? <laughs> Why? Just just cause just cause he had a little quarter fucking gin under the other thing. <laughs> You're gonna hold it against him. Yeah, it's funny that they have the quarter gin thing because it makes sense as to why he wouldn't have taken the person he detains name and put it anywhere. <laughs> he just <laughs> He pulls, he's pulling a fucking, he's pulling, he's pulling a Dennehy and he's just putting Stallone in the back of the car and escorting him off the fucking <laughs> reservation. He's like, get the fuck out of this town, brother. Just drive him <laughs> off MIT. Yeah. I just owe yeah. something to eat. Yeah. Well, not here, pal. <laughs> not my town. Not my town. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> now maybe that's, that's, that's him. It's Brian Dennehy, right? Yeah. I'm sure he's an award-winning actor. Yeah, I, think <laughs> I think he is. Yeah. Yeah. Um it, it was funny. There is a there's a moment when Mulder first bails uh young Jason out of jail. Mm, right? Yeah, yeah and, they're, yeah. and they're talking and suddenly I was like and you know, he's doesn't believe anything Mulder's saying. And I'm like, This is hilarious. You you bail this guy out and you're just getting the scully treatment again. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting another scientist who refuses to believe any of your fucking mumbo jumbo. Yeah. Exactly. They're getting philosophical over the same person. Yeah. He, he didn't kill Lisa. Is that because there was? Yes. Is there a romantic element there? I mean, obviously there's some sort of relationship. Well, it's his it, girlfriend. He he says it explicitly. Oh, he does? He does to oh. Mulder when Mulder is bailing okay. him out. And Mulder's like, who's that piece of ace? <laughs> Jason's get, like, that's my girlfriend, fuck face. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. guess that's how how little I emotionally connected to these characters. Yeah, exactly. that, like yeah, you don't yeah. even fucking see that, or you know they don't show it though. They don't show any. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. That's yeah. that's the plot drive over the character drive. We don't yeah. even see like could we have seen a, a passionate embrace between Lisa and Jason within the holding cell that suggested a, a connection? We're we're only being so. Here's the thing, right? What are we doing here with these characters? We're sh- we're, we're we're telling, not showing, right? Yes. We're not showing anything between any of these characters. We're just telling. And even when Jason, even when old Jason spares Lisa in the hallway, it's just kind of like he gives pause. Yeah. There's no, there's no whatever. It it doesn't seem like, it doesn't seem emotional. It just, I mean, I think you're led to believe it, but, and I'm not saying it's the actor's fault, but it doesn't look Mm. like, Suddenly, you you see love in his eyes, right? Sure, exactly. Just kind of like, oh, well, I can't do it. Okay. Sh- should we jump in on this Harper Voss discussion? Voss is saying, depends on the definition of the same person. Personality wise, people change and mature over time, but from a genetic standpoint, they are the same person. Hmm. We're talking about both Jasons, right? Correct. But, yeah. but, yeah. What what is the, there? They is a copy the same. Yeah, and, but you know, and Harper's talking about old Jason killing the girl he's madly in love with. Is he? Because <laughs> again, we're don't supposed see to that believe. Yeah, at all. I, the only thing that suggests that is he spares her. Right. You sure. Um, you know what? Maybe it would have been weird to see an old guy professing his love for a young, attractive woman. But <laughs> still, 
<laughs> and not being like a millionaire. <laughs> yeah, I don't real think weird. He, I think he just goes, listen, you want a fucking <laughs> yacht, you want a Lamborghini, you don't have to pay listen, your bills, you can go shopping every week. Look at my future bank account statement. Yeah. It's you, want, you, you want in on this, Will? Wild. Because I have mature bonds. I bought all the Bitcoins. Right? <laughs> um, you know what could have been cool? Hear me out on this. I don't know how this would happen plot writing wise, but what if we put Lisa in a position where she had to kind of choose between old and young Jason? Okay. She better. Like, she and does. I don't mean, I don't, I don't mean sexually. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, like, my dick either, doesn't work, but I'll eat your pussy <laughs> for days <laughs> and years. I just keep injecting myself with this. I can last forever. Um, Is there no, any I, way to make just my dick an icicle? <laughs> it's the only way I'll get hard. <laughs> uh, I don't even mean, and maybe not even, maybe they both die still, but as far as actually who, who gets their way, right? If old Jason wants to prevent this from happening and young Jason wants it to happen, I guess you could say, well, Sort of that that's what happens because we see her create the thing. But I mean, in more of like, if you wanted to get an emotional moment, you know, the only trace of emotion they have in this episode is, is the interactions between Lisa and, and old Jason. So what if they're, ha- what if they manage a little bit with the younger Jason? And then ultimately she has to kind of like make a choice in some way. Hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm really, I'm grasping. Yeah. I'm grasping. <laughs> it's water's getting pretty choppy. So if you don't mind getting over to the rail, meet me on me, meet me on the, life preserver. Meet me on the meet me on meet me on the baseball diamond at three, and I'll tell you if I'm gonna like you or your friend. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Do you have to f- yes or no? <laughs> Is there gonna be a fight in the dugout? No. Um, Harper's saying no emotional connection with the old one. Yeah, but I, I, but I didn't see. I mean, I saw more old emotional connection with the old one than the young one. Yeah, insofar as that he spared her life in the moment. I mean, we saw her like go back there and be like Jason, like call him Jason, go to him, even though she knows this guy's a fucking murderer, hmm. which to me means she has Is some it, sort yeah. of. You don't think that could possibly be explained as the, the remarkable occurrence of a future man coming back that you're just kind of curious, like, holy fuck. Is this that like guy? as a scientist, as a scientist, <laughs> as a scientist, you know, like, <laughs> I don't think it's her pussy that drove him to the old guy. <laughs> I said emotional. That's <laughs> yeah, the same. Thing. Uh, yeah. I mean, he, he doesn't look that different than Hugh Hefner. If we're going to be honest. Yeah. He, yeah. He's well, I think she was like, well, he aged all right. You know? Sure. Maybe, maybe and, at the end of the day, we're going on and on about the emotional aspect. I don't necessarily need that in every X Files episode, you know, just no, no, shooting the course. shit on it because it's there to talk about. But yeah. I think this is a perfectly serviceable and enjoyable episode. Yeah. yeah. So maybe I should stop being a little nitpicky cunt. Well, it's a podcast. What are you gonna do? It's, is that what we're saying? It's definitely enjoyable. I like the episode for sure. Yeah, um, I do. And um, Jason confronting himself. I mean, this is the moment we've been waiting for. This is really yeah. what, ultimately we want to see Jason confront himself. Like, how's that going to go? Fucking Mulder. Fucking Mulder. I mean, that's how that happens. They Great moment going into that lab when the security guard says, this says you're already in the building. That's fucking cool. Yep. That's kind of, that could have been like a little bit like, oh shit. And instead Mulder goes, "Um, can you go find Scully? I'm going to go do something else. Mm -hmm. So they know there's a murderer in the building. Who's trying to kill the guy he's the guy the FBI agent is escorting <laughs> is 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 a prime target of the guy who they just found out is in the building. And Mulder goes, Hey, go go find the other ones. I'm gonna take off. And it's, leave like you. Those, it's like those wow. parents, it's like those parents in the mall, those real hippie parents in the mall who just let their kids run rampant and they're hundreds of yards away, and you just hope. That somebody snatches one up just to teach him a lesson, you know? <laughs> right. But it, it would be like, you're, you're walking to the mall holding your kid's hand, and then like a security guard runs by and be like, did you see, have you seen this man? He's a known diddler, and he's, he's on the loose somewhere in the mall. And then you go, hey, honey, here's some quarters. Go Why play you in run the arcade. Down? Yeah. Yeah. 
I'll get you in a little bit. You go play Double Dragon. I'm going to get a fucking Auntie M's pretzel, whatever the fuck they're called. What's that place called? Uh, Aunt, Auntie Anne's? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Auntie M. I think that's Wizard of Oz, asshole. Yeah, that is Wizard of Oz. <laughs> uh, um, click, your three ti- click your heels three times and let's end the podcast. I'm kidding. Um, yeah. My, my it's, so- yeah. Sorry. Go, no, ahead. go ahead. No, no. You the go. confrontation. I was going to dig one, one more on Mulder because I forgot about this one. Maybe my favorite Mulder episode or moment in the episode is the very end, right? Mm. After, you know, they, they grasp or, or old, old Jason grasp young Jason. You got to kind of know what's happening. And Mulder, Mulder is trying to smash through the glass. He is. He's going Yafit Koto on that thing with his fucking fire extinguisher. And then he, he has a hole punched out in it and then the fire ignites and he stops. Yeah. Now, what if there was something somewhere around a fire retardant blanket? Use <laughs> a trench coat. To fuck, dude, all he has to do is stick his hand through the hole and use the fucking fire extinguisher that he is <laughs> literally holding. <laughs> Listen, just, fire, it's a well-known fact: fire extinguishers are only for blunt force trauma. <laughs> I don't even. I don't know if I dig on the on the episode or on Mulder so much as the episode like, come on guys, you couldn't have put something else in his hands. That yeah. one wasn't like the one thing that he would need. Just a fire actually would have been uh, nice. Just sure. hammering away on it. Like yeah. Nicholson, you know, look, look cooler too. It would look cool. Yeah. But yeah, but, I like when old Jason belly to backs him. I thought he was going to fucking give him a little souffle, but no, he goes full Nova human torch again. Just <laughs> that's yeah, that was. That was cooler than if he just gave him the old ice pick, right? It's true. Way cooler. Right. For for but, multiple reasons. One well, is he needed to. Yeah, he knew he was done. Right. Old, old blaze of glory. And also maybe he just found out that they, you know, apparently revived Lisa, so only way to be sure. Yeah, it's also more dramatic for them to grapple whilst trying to bash in the the the, the glass that protects the, the, the that 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 the helpful agent the heroic Mulder is on the other side yeah but yeah I think here's my question he didn't did he I have a thought process and yes I understand that's probably not necessary but this is where we get into my earlier talk where when you go back you create a new timeline I think this is trying to suggest maybe we're not but I don't know because what if he for the record very not cinematic very boring unless you did it in a cool way like a tears in the way tears in the rain speech where you know Roy Batty just dies and we go, oh my God, he was this humanity in this moment, blah, blah. What if he just was like sat in the corner, like sitting bull and just went up in flames? And then <laughs> present Jason then went up in flames. Well, uh, that doesn't well, why work. Would, that doesn't work, maybe, right? Because it's the same timeline. Yeah, it But if he work. killed present Jason. He would go up in flames. He yeah. would die. That's, or yeah, maybe, or that's fade how, or something. Yeah, I'm thinking of it backwards. That would have been cool, right? Yes. God, that would have yep. been wild if he shot him and just vanished. Yeah. And the gun fell on the ground. <laughs> That'd be wild. Yep. But yeah, like Marty, his fucking hands are vanishing and shit. He can't rip that goddamn Johnny yeah. be good. Yep. I was kind of wondering if they were going to do the old, because um, Scully at one point does say back to the future. She does. It's it's cute. Um, if if they were going to have any of the, um, in the picture, any of the people like fade out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're really You know, cool. like, yeah, 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 yeah. Also, here's another thing I just thought of. Here's how that. Here's what I'm describing. Here's how typically how it's handled in time time travel stories, or has been handled, is if if old Jason kills young Jason and not himself, he's trapped in that timeline. He can't return to the future. He has to live out his life naturally at the age he is because he's right. That's because he doesn't exist in the future. Because he doesn't exist in the future. Correct. Sure. Yeah. You replace yeah. yourself. So yep. if you go back in time and kill yourself, you're stuck. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think, you know, maybe there's a way to do it better, but your hands are not tied, but you are somewhat limited in your dramatic physical conflict when you're talking about a melee with a, you know, not sound ageist, but a 70 something year old man. (laughs) You know, you can only, only get so crazy. Yeah. He just grabs him. He goes, judo, 10 years, asshole. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he just put, puts a wicked a 
gable lock on him and he just I can't knew I, go anywhere. I used to be a pussy when I was a kid and that's why I've spent the last 40 <laughs> years doing hand-to-hand combat arts. <laughs> Fuck MIT and books. <laughs> I go mats and geese. <laughs> he just puts a lock on the kid. He can't go anywhere. He just bur- blows him up. That'd yeah. be cool. Because I have to be honest, I feel like I could pretty easily break the grasp of most 77-year-old men who were to grab me from behind. Especially that. And I can tell you that because I was an altar boy. Well, the the other problem, too, is he gripped him. (laughs) It's like very difficult. He gripped him over the arms, which might make Mm. you think, oh, that's easier. No. No, he gripped him over the arms, man. <laughs> if he would have got a nice double under on him, he just grabbed his thorax region and just, that's harder to get out of than like if his arms are in the mix. Yeah, I mean, he's an MIT nerd, so I guess. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, sure. He should have just pretended, you know, I don't know. What yeah. Were you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It doesn't take long either. Although, you know, well. That's true. He's probably like, why are you holding me? Did he will himself into fire or did he just know like, I think he, up? I think he timed it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I like yeah. that. That's that's some kind of like uh Oh absolutely, Voss. Well, I say in the old wrestlers are frequently strong. Oh yeah. They'll fuck you up, dude. But right. but you're also they also are wrestlers. Wrestler <laughs> guys not I, old I, nerds. I don't think not just old nerd. <laughs> old wrestlers <laughs> are different than old nerds. Fuck. This is you know, if it's like timed out, that that's some like shit like uh, the annoying player like pulls on you is like well, technically, this spell lasts this long. So if I time it so it expires here, one of the effects is like this. So I'm just going to make sure that exactly as the spell ends. <laughs> You're like, oh, fuck off. That's not the point of it. Right, exactly. It's, it's, it's drama. It's drama. Also, role-playing reference, so drink. Yeah, I just drank my last sip of vine. I vine. never drink vine. I mean, I don't know, dude. I feel like there's not a ton more to say about this no, one. No, it's because because... You can only talk about the bot so much. There's not a lot of character stuff to talk about. Right. I think, um, we covered I, it. I think one, one thing we can speculate on is the, uh, the future, the way he talks about it all mapped out. Isn't that interesting? Like he's, the way he did, the way he describes the future. And also, Jason, young Jason, even though he's a douche, we don't like him, he's a complete victim here. <laughs> he, this, is, this, is, this is the department of pre-cum. Right, like you're being you're being tried and executed for a crime you have yet to commit. Like this but is completely it, completely immoral. Well, do you get an exception if you are personally the one doing it? I don't know, man. I feel like I feel like if Tom Cruise goes to your house to arrest you for something you didn't do, it's kind of fucked up. But what if you go to your house? I don't know, man. That I don't know. I think there might be. An, I might might be an exception there because you know, you know yourself. And maybe you know that, hey, there was going to be nothing that would stop me from fucking moving forward with this because I know that nothing would have stopped me from doing this. So the only but way I guess that- the same could be said for Minority Report, too, because they know beyond a reasonable doubt. Well, they know completely. They, according to them, they know a thousand percent that the crime's going to happen, which is why they feel justified in arresting you in the first place. So mm, true. It's, uh, yeah, it's morally touchy. It's touchy. But I think I think it's supposed to be, right? I don't think we're yeah, all yeah, supposed to be like, yeah, of course, that's the right thing to do. Yeah, and it would be cool if we just flashed forward to the future and it was completely fucked anyway. Because <laughs> uh, uh, well, I'm sure it will be. Right. Cause, well, cause, yeah, just look at, the, be... look at the path we're on. <laughs> it's the humanity. <laughs> yeah. Hey, this just in. I'm from 200 years in the future and it's fucked. <laughs> oh. Well, I killed this. I killed the scientist at MIT, and I went back. It's still fucked. Still <laughs> fucked. All right, I go before we do a lesser comment. Then that makes me um, makes me think of a question. To throw at you. Didn't yeah. have this pre-planned, but if you could go back and remove one technology, I'm not saying like you know go get Hitler into you're not going to like my school answer. in Vienna. I'm one technology. What would it be? The the time travel technology itself. I like God everyone says, what would I do with the time travel track? I would destroy it immediately. So you are old J- Jason. <laughs> yes. You are, you are literally doing what old Jason is doing. I would destroy the fucking tech immediately. <sighs> I know. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, man. You evade these <laughs> with the best. <laughs> I am a slippery motherfucker. 
of me trying to. <laughs> I'm the Floyd Mayweather of moral, moral conundrums. <laughs> undefeated. However, has he really? Did he really take every fight? I know he's undefeated. I know his record. <laughs> he is. There. He's fifty and zero, dude. He's pretty good. I need to slap the lady around uh, once in a while, but doesn't take away from his boxing. <laughs> well, everybody's got to practice. Yeah. So, uh, listener comments. Um, what would well? What would you destroy technology wise? I'm not going to answer if you gave me that bullshit. <laughs> That's all. You're just gonna. You're just. Gonna, you're just gonna be a brat. Then you're gonna be a spoiled brat. <laughs> yes, just not 100%. answer. Hundred <laughs> percent. Hmm. You're not. You're I'm taking be... my ball and I'm going home. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Well, um, probably yeah. penicillin. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Fire. Uh, fire <laughs> agriculture <laughs> what prevents humanity from fucking getting fire through? fire brother fire fire yeah. okay. <laughs> you can't exist without fire it, it powers so them that, all that's my answer fire right fair enough <clears throat> um listener uh, comment yeah yeah, yeah uh yeah. glendy just stepped out of the chat so why don't i i do her the good of reading her comment good but not a very memorable. Good save, remember- by the way. That sentence was going in the <laughs> yeah, way. I wish I could go back in time and try that sentence again. Um, good, but not a very memorable Why don't episode. I do her <laughs> comment justice by saying it on the podcast? Nice. Sure. Super. Watch it again. Watching it again felt like I was watching it for the first time because I had no recollection of the episode, let alone the plot. I feel like the opening was, the opening was probably the strongest part of the episode. The fact that they revealed Jason as the old man was cool, but never actually explains his reasons. If he knew he would kill himself at the end, why not reveal his intentions then instead of being so cryptic? Yeah. A society without hope. What does that even mean? Maybe if the old man really did kill Lisa, it would have disproven Scully's theory on outcomes, which they could have connected back to the theory that aliens and Scully's doubt about that, that there is more than one outcome and possibility. Oh, um, I, I did, uh, I do disagree. I mean, it's got to, that's depressing as fuck. Scully's thesis that essentially, I mean, she is basically <laughs> saying that the future is not f- yeah. fixed entirely, but kind of. Yeah. Like, what's the point of even fucking living then? Yeah. I guess just enjoy it. Ride it the fuck out, right? Ride just become out. a nihilist. Yeah. I think I'm working on it. Yeah. It works. Works pretty well. Yeah. Um, aforementioned Hoppa, she's been chatty tonight. So Hoppa says, isn't this the one where they (laughs) reuse the actress who played his sister in season two or three? They've done that before with other actors, but it's weird watching Mulder talk to her and not freak out that Samantha is back and was raised by aliens. CSM, (laughs) the walk-ins killed by a serial killer is a clone of many close quote and it would have been cool to see them execute an actual time travel physics paradox like grandfather or bootstrap. Yeah, they kind of shot away. From their plot heavy stuff, but that's good stuff. And I don't know if it is. Should we look her up? It, it is not. It is not. Okay. She definitely looks a lot like her. Yeah. Definitely. But Scully's sister. Oh no, no, Samantha is not Scully's sister. Samantha. Yeah. She has a very similar look, but it is not it is not Samantha. Not the actress that plays Samantha. Right. Um uh, yeah. <clears throat> well, that's it for um Synchrony. 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 The episode um, we're covering is called Synchrony. Next in, time. Next time on the pod. We got a good one, dude. Yeah, I, I, it's just started playing in the background, and I saw a baby with a prehensile tail. Small potatoes, dude. This is, uh, this is a great episode of The X-Files, in my is opinion. It? Tail babies? So. Tail babies. Mm-hmm. Tail babies. Wow. Yep. So some kind um, of lycanthropy or whatnot? Uh, I, how about just this, uh, Darren Morgan is in the episode. Mm. He is one of the main characters of the episode. Darren Morgan, you know, Morgan and Wong. I do. I am famous familiar. for writing, um, most of the, most of the funny shit. And yeah. he didn't write this one, but, um, but They're it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a fun one. It's a little bit, uh, Jesus Christ. Sorry about that. A little bit more lighthearted. A little more lighthearted. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. People, people you know, look at the chat's reaction. They're all excited about the taters. <laughs> I don't remember this episode at all. Yeah. 
I feel like I would have remembered an episode titled Small Potatoes. With a baby with a tail? Indeed. I must have seen it, though, because I've seen all of the season for sure. Yeah. When do you think you're mm-hmm. um, what running season? out of what I haven't seen? Yeah. I'm probably weak. I, my, my, real, my real blind spots probably start arriving in six. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. That's sooner yeah. than I expected. One I was through thinking- five I watch pretty heavily, and I definitely okay. have seen a bunch of six, because isn't that where triangle and shit is? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I've seen six, but I think there's probably, probably ones I don't remember or maybe even skipped. Skip it. Skip it. Cool. Well, um, I guess that's it, baby. Three stars. Three stars. Oh yeah. <laughs> remember how to do this podcast. <laughs> uh, mine are simple this week. I have okay. Mark Snow at number three. He had some interesting motifs I hadn't heard in a while that I liked the sound of. Um, I'm not going to try and attempt to do synthesizer music with my mouth. It won't go well, especially because I don't remember the melody. <laughs> but it's cool. <laughs> Trust me. Go back. Watch it. It's neat. Um, uh, number two, I'm going to give it to Michael Fairman, who plays old Jason. I thought he did a pretty good job of running around and being old. So hats off to Michael Fairman. And I'm going to give it to Lisa Ianelli or Susan Lee Hoffman as my number one this week. And you know, I tried to stay away from Mulder and Scully for a change, and uh, and I, I I wasn't blown away by Jim Charlson. Not to say I don't think he's a good director. Um, he's done a lot of shit. He's done a lot of X Files. He did Elegy, uh, Toleco, Avatar. So he's done done some four episodes of X Files. Those are those are some bad episodes. Oh, are they bad? Yeah. Oh, Toleco was the uh, the one with like the African blow dart dude. Oh, the fucking Jaguar. Pretty bad. Fuck yeah. All right, oh. well. Uh, Jaguar. Jaguar. Well, um, well, there you have it. Okay. I did not think about this ahead of time, but I'm going to say number three, I'm going to give it to uh, Howard Gordon, nice. uh, who wrote it. Because I do think, you know, I mean, we, we were nitpicky cunts because it's a podcast, but I do think in general, for a 45-minute TV show in the 90s, it's a pretty cool little time travel thing. Um, <clears throat> I didn't mention one of the things that uh, it, it, it talks about in the notes is that one of their inspirations was thinking about um, the Manhattan Project. Ah. And what if, you know, some of the scientists who saw the results of their project had the ability to go back and change it? I like that. I thought that was um, good idea cool for kind a of premise. Yeah. Jumping off point. So uh, that's. Uh, they uh, actually it's Gordon and Greenwald. So I guess they are my number mm. three. Um, number two. Pff, boy. Uh, yeah. I just, I, there's not a lot that I actually absolutely no. love, but I will say, um, I will say Hoffman, Susan Lee Hoffman is in LA is two. And I'll give, I'll give Michael Fairman, uh, as older Jason Nichols, number one, Mulder and Scully are fine. They're serviceable. They don't, have a lot to do. They don't really have any heavy scenes. I almost threw mm-hmm. Duchovny in there just because he's funny at times and there wasn't a lot else to do. But I do think, I do think, uh, older Jason Nichols does a decent job of, of carrying out the ambiguity of whether sh- we should be frightened or sympathetic to this guy. Because I think at times, yeah. I think at times he comes across as like a, a frantic and desperate old man that you kind of like feel bad for. And then at times it's like, Oh shit. Like when he is stepping into, uh, what's his name? Yonochi's hotel room there or whatever. And you get the pretty sinister vibe of like, Oh, like he's about to deal some, deal some death out here. Yeah. (laughs) You you know, you're, you know, I don't know about you, but my spidey sense goes off when the old man I'm telling, I'm going to get him water is in the threshold of the bathroom. That's immediate, like, I'm on guard. Like, I don't know you. Wait on the couch, fucking. Don't be in the threshold of the bathroom while I like, get you the water. You know what I mean? step inside the apartment. Exactly. The, really. Sit down. I don't know you. You're in my bathroom? I'm getting you water to be a nice guy. So I, that's a, like, why don't we... And when you're you a little close there, old Jason. Weird leading statements, like... You know, who am I? I'm a great admirer of your work. Yeah, yeah excellent. That's great. Cool. Well, anyway, um, what else did I want to say about this? Oh, yes, uh, about your point on the three stars and Mulder and Scully. Isn't it funny how 
there are times when we can see really good performances in this program that doesn't involve those two or any of the main cast. Every once in a while, we'll get somebody who comes in and does good work. Yeah. Um, Giovanni Rubizi, I guess just thought of him for some reason, like in the DPO app, but, um, but shit like it just goes to show you, even though we're not going to give it to Mulder and Scully, either one of us are this week, that they're still the best. Like you can just tell like A-list actors versus non-A-list actors. It's just, they, they just seeing them on screen. You're like, Oh, this is a, this is an A-list. Like, you know what I'm saying? It, it just shows you how much easier it is for them than for people like old Jason or any other casts, the guest cast this week to compete with these types of performers. It's just yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's wild. It's a challenge. It's like, it'd be like, it's like watching NBA players play with high school kids. You're like, these high school kids are talented. <laughs> and then you just see like, you're like, Oh, Kevin Durant oh. though. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh. This, is, this is a totally different thing here. Yep. The rookies come in. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, oh. oops. Right. Yeah, well, and it is kind of home court advantage because they have yeah, so yeah. much time to like live in these characters. Yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, we're looking at people that are established. We we know them, right? We've had time. Yep. Anyway, all right, we're gonna be talking about baby tails on our next episode. Baby tails, small potatoes, <laughs> and uh, we are going to get out of here. And uh, that's that. So that was a lot of fun. Appreciate you guys for coming out. Um and uh yeah, the uh the bathroom sound was hardly noticeable as the episode went on. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better. <laughs> Excellent. And if you're listening after the fact, don't worry about it. Yeah, it won't make any sense to you. But thanks for the participation tonight and good night to all of the people who turned up in the chat. Uh in the spirit of the X Files podcast. Tell these good people goodbye. Every idiot who goes about with a Merry Christmas on his lips should be boiled with his own pudding and buried with the sake of Holly through his heart. Merry Christmas. You've been listening to the X-Files podcast by LSG Media. Visit us on the web at libertystreetgeek.net. That's libertystreetgeek.net. 